bless Cause I only bring in good vibes Oh, feeling myself You could see it in my smile I'm not singing Oh, don't worry about me when I'm in a zone Free up yourself cause you already know listeners around the world logged on to qmzradio.com and janoradio.com of course i have to say good morning to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it is monday june 20th movement monday and we're doing it in soca styling thank you for joining me for coffee and toll world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments With Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments With Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. So yesterday was Juneteenth, right? But of course, it's celebrated today because it fell on a Sunday. Now, I'm going to have a little conversation about Juneteenth later on. But um, I guess I'm supposed to say happy Juneteenth. Yay! <laughs> I will have to say a big thank you to Sizway for the Good Morning theme song. And thank you also to Damien Junigong Marley for one more cup of coffee. Yes, that coffee always gets me going. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. Witnesses say more than 200 killed in Ethiopia ethnic attack. 
Russian TV shows videos of the two U.S. vets captured in Ukraine. Saudi Arabia, UAE, and more banned Pixar movie Lightyear over same-sex kiss. Rainbow-colored toys, clothing seized in Saudi Arabia for indirectly promoting homosexuality. In news out of North America, what to know about Juneteenth now that it is a federal holiday? Teen killed, officer, two adults shot at unpermitted D.C. event. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' administration moved forward with proposal to deny coverage for transgender treatments. A Utah thief bursts into flames while trying to steal gas from another vehicle. Business and tech news, Apple facing new class action suit for purposely slowing down older iPhones. In health and science news, CDC says sexually active patients with monkeypox should consider having sex with clothes on. Recall issued for Walgreens Kroger brand pills over child safety standard issues. In sports news, Colts safety Kari Willis announces retirement from the NFL at age 26 to pursue career in ministry. NFL reportedly seeking a significant suspension for QB Deshaun Watson. World swimming bans transgender athletes from women's events. In the Caribbean corner, tough times ahead warns IMF managing director Guyana to provide free treatment for people living with hepatitis C. A Kampong Maroons file lawsuit against Jamaican government. And Fraser Price matches world's fastest 100 meter of 2022. In Latin America, left-wing candidate and former guerrilla Gustavo Petro wins the Colombian presidential race. We have quite a few, believe it or not, stories today. Illinois father arrested charged for allegedly drowning his three children if i can't have them neither can you woman arrested after spitting on corpse during funeral viewing boston dr bus driver arrested charged after allegedly eating thc infused gummies and passing out behind the wheel a california man arrested for hiding camera in bathroom during a graduation party in entertainment news, this section is fully loaded too. Wendy Williams' ex-husband, Kevin Hunter, slams producers for not involving Wendy in talk show's final episode. Kevin Hart launches plant-based food fast food restaurant. Its name is Heart House. Kesha opens up about exploring her sexuality. I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I, straight. I just don't know what I am. Jennifer Lopez reflects on childhood and super complicated mother says used to beat the crap out of her growing up. Chris Rock reportedly turns down hosting the Emmy Awards and Pharrell Williams is uh, surprised to the NAACP youth leaders, right? He paid off their student loans. See, everybody's getting it done except for the government. We're going to be back with the details right after this. It is... Soka Styly. That's how we're doing it today on this Juneteenth. Happy Monday, y'all. Let's get going.
All our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you are listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram. It's Moments with Me Media. And subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. We're going to be loading up some content on there pretty soon. And now it is time for the details. We're going to start off with international news. Witnesses say more than 200 killed in Ethiopia ethnic attack. And this is according to WSVN. And the source for this story is um, the Associated Press and out of Nairobi, Kenya. Witnesses in Ethiopia said Sunday that more than 200 people, mostly ethnic Amhara, have been killed in an attack in the country's Oromia region and are blaming a rebel group which denies it. It is one of the deadliest such attacks in recent memory as ethnic tensions continue in Africa's second most populous country. I have counted 230 bodies. I'm afraid this is the deadliest attack against civilians we have seen in our lifetime, Abdul Said Tahir, a resident of Gimbi County, told the Associated Press. This after barely escaping the attack on Saturday. We are burying them in mass graves, and we're still collecting bodies. Federal Army units have now arrived, but we fear that the attacks could continue if they leave. 
Another witness who gave only his first name, Shambell, over fears for his safety, said the local Amhara community is now desperately seeking to be relocated somewhere else before another round of mass killings happen. He said ethnic Amhara that settled in the area about 30 years ago in resettlement programs are now being killed like chickens. Both witnesses blamed the Aroma Liberation Army for the attacks. In a statement, the Oromia Regional Government also blamed the Ola, saying the rebels attacked after being unable to resist the operations launched by federal security forces. An Ola spokesman, Oda Tarbi, denies the allegations. The attack you are referring to was committed by the regime's military and local militia as they retreated from their camp in Gimbi following our recent offensive, he said in a message to the two the Associated Press. They escaped to an area called Dole, where they attacked the local population and destroyed their property as retaliation for their perceived support of the Ola. Our fighters had not even reached that area when the attacks took place. Ethiopia is experiencing widespread ethnic tensions in several regions, most of them over historical grievances and political tensions. The Amhara people, the second largest ethnic group among Ethiopia's more than 110 million population, have been targeted frequently in regions like Oromia. The government appointed Ethiopian Human Rights Commission on Sunday called on the federal government to find a lasting solution to the killing of civilians and protect them from such attacks. Russian state television showed video on Friday of two U.S. military veterans who went missing last week while fighting in Ukraine, confirming that the men were taken captive and raising fears about their fate. Alex and Andy, both from Alabama, were believed to be the first Americans captured by Russian forces since the war began on February 24. Jueke, who is Alex, speaking into the camera from what appeared to be an office, sent a message to his mother, concluding with a quick wink. Mom, I just want to let you know that I'm alive and I hope to be back home as soon as I can be. So love Diesel for me. Diesel is his dog, a Mastiff. Jueke, who served in the U.S. Army, and Hun, who served in the U.S. Marines, went missing after their group came under heavy fire in the northeastern Kharkiv region on June 9. Citing Juki, the RT television report said the Americans became separated from the others. Once it was safe, they set off through the woods, ending up in a village where they were approached by a Russian patrol and surrendered. RT, which broadcasts in English, said they were being held by Russian-backed separatist forces in the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine. Three other foreigners fighting for Ukraine, two Britons and a Moroccan man, were sentenced to death by a court run by separatists in Donetsk, which is in the Donbass region. The U.S. has insisted that anyone captured should be considered a prisoner of war and protected by guarantees of humane treatment and fair trials. But the Russian military has said it considers foreigners fighting with Ukraine to be mercenaries, and claims that they are not protected as combatants under the Geneva Convention. There has been no official confirmation from the U.S. or Russian government that the Americans were being held. 
The State Department said earlier this week that it was looking into reports that Russia or Russian-backed forces had captured two American citizens. It also reiterated its warning that Americans should not be going to Ukraine to fight, a message repeated on Friday by President Joe Biden. Asked about the missing Americans before the Russian videos appeared, Biden said he had been briefed on the situation but provided no further details. I don't know where they are, and I want to be clear, Americans should not be going to Ukraine, Biden said. Do not go. I was wondering why they were there in the first place. That, that was my concern. Why would you pick up, take yourself to the Ukraine to fight a war that you have no business in, right? It's already being funded by your taxpaying dollars. But here's the thing. I'm a little suspicious of the whole thing. And forgive me for feeling this way. But um, it's not adding up. It's just not adding up for me. And here's why I'm saying that. They're in an office and they're sending out these videos. Sounds a little off. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen reports where the Russian forces have um, detained other fighters and have put out videos. Videos have been put out. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what to think. But... I don't, to me, for some reason, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but this just comes off a little staged to me, as if to um, push some narrative. Um, if I'm wrong, please forgive me. That's all I'm going to say. But something doesn't seem right with the whole story. That's it. My, my, my two cents right there. Saudi Arabia... UAE and more banned Pixar movie Lightyear over same-sex kiss. So Pixar's Toy Story spin-off Lightyear has been blocked from showing in more than a dozen Asian and Middle Eastern countries over a kiss shared between two same-sex characters. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Indonesia, Kuwait, Malaysia, Lebanon, and the UAE will not be airing Disney's upcoming film Lightyear over a scene that shows Buzz Lightyear's space ranger partner kissing a character of the same sex. The scene was reportedly initially removed from the film, but then re-added after animators claimed Disney CEO Bob Chapek was trying to block overtly gay affection. The film which will delve into Buzz Lightyear's backstory, was approved for release in the United Arab Emirates. However, it was immediately banned after the film faced backlash from social media users over the movie allegedly being offensive to Islam and Muslims. As for Saudi Arabia, Lightyear was never submitted to censors in Saudi Arabia due to Pixar knowing the country would not approve it. Question. So just like products and other um, industries, you have to understand the country, the laws and the norms and the practices and so the beliefs of the various countries you go, you're going to set up shop in, right? We know that the Middle East um, strongly opposes 
same-sex relationships. We know that. Everybody knows that. So, of course, if you're going to have a movie, certain things you want to edit out if you're going to promote it in that marketplace, I would think, right? That's what I would do. Just like songs have to be edited or you have to do two different songs, one that's fit for airplay, one that's, you know, explicit. So it's what I would think with the industry, the movie industry. You know your market. You know the culture. You know their belief system. So why would you put it in there and try to let it pass off? I will say this, though, Saudi Arabia. It's kind of funny that you have an issue with that, but you're okay with your men having women come over there to pee and poop on them. Kind of off to me. Oh, and in case you didn't know, what I heard over the weekend is that Jamaican women are flying to Saudi Arabia to have men pee and poop on them for $50,000. Is that where we are, women? They're not doing it to their women. They're doing it to those of us who are desperate for, quote unquote, the bag. Um, can I ask a question real quick? Yes. I think I misunderstand something in that statement. You just say, we're going to do pee on them or the pee on... They're peeing and pooping on women. us. The women. Yes. Oh, you can't say us. Don't say no. us. <laughs> but it, not us. Let's not but say it's us. the black woman. The, it's the no, black no, no, women no. who are going. Don't put color because, again, this is my issue True. with some of our black community. This is a choice right here. This is a choice right here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... A, we consistently on a regular sum of our members of our community mm -hmm. making choice detriment to who we are because those people that choose to go over there then they won't they are going to blame black women see this is how these things happened right. because of the choices of a few is going to be generalized to the population overall and i'm with this is this is why sometimes i my heart is broken mm -hmm. because they're not going to see these idiots or desperate, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But they're going to say black women. Have you noticed when other female of other color do stupid stuff, they don't generalize it. They just say a few. But with us, when mm -hmm. these, that's when I understand you saying us mm -hmm. because they're going to say black women. Right. But no, no, no. Let, let's, let's, let's make sure the narratives say uh, uh, them, not us, not black women, those women. Because they, they're just women. They can't, don't put the word black in front of it. But, but here's the thing, Dr. Daphne. Unfortunately, those are the women we're being um, shown as the ones. And they're the ones talking about it. We don't hear the other women from other communities. It's from our community, unfortunately, that are the ones bragging about it. Again, again. These women, again, don't forget there's a narrative and this, and this media period mm -hmm. to consistently belittle our skin color. So the more people they could pay, like you said, looking for some kind of bag mm -hmm. to do it, it becomes a narrative throughout the universe. People know because you understand the power of visualization, especially marketing. Right. So of course they're gonna promote these women. Because as long as human beings see these color women that looks like us, so when we show up in the office with our education, with our mind, they get to be disrespectful because they're thinking they're talking to these women on TV. Right. You know, and that whole movement started with these black wives shows 
Remember them. Yep. So mm-hmm. everybody's trying to beat them. But we are the only, again, black females are the only one for the sake of money that are okay being belittled on TV and to belittle the rest of the race. That's just, that's how it is. That's why you would not get me to march nowhere for our people for that. <laughs> I will not march for that. It's funny you say that. I it's will not. I don't care who's upset, that. happy, don't happy. That has nothing to do with me. I will not march because th- those of us with education, with self-worth, with not only for myself, my family, but my community, there's a bunch of us out here working mm-hmm. to make sure the black community are being upheld, but they don't, they're not going to give us a time on television. They're not even looking for people like me and you. Because you're not going to generate revenue. You're exactly. Bo- we are boring. So we are not going <laughs> to... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not, it's not right. because we're boring. Because other other women of color are doing worse things than we are. No. The pale community is dedicated to make sure we don't aspire to things. So they, they're going to find ways every year, every generation to create new ways to belittle. And we're always going to have collaborators that are going to go with that. Mm-hmm. We should kill the collaborators first. I don't for any revolution for me, like they did in Haiti, get rid of the collaborators first before mm-hmm. we go at the main. I'm always ready for arms. I'm the one that they're afraid of. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Daphne. Appreciate that. So, Rainbow-colored toys, clothing, seized in Saudi Arabia for indirectly promoting homosexuality. While you're at it, Saudi Arabia, get rid of the rainbow out the sky because this is just ridiculous. I hope y'all don't have crayons over there. This is just ridiculous. Saudi Arabian government officials have cracked down on rainbow-colored toys and clothing from shops in the country's capital, Riyadh. This happened on Tuesday, saying the items promote homosexuality, according to Saudi state-run TV channel. We are having to look out for slogans that violate the rules of Islam and public morals like promoting homosexuality colors, targeting the young generation. This is according to an official from the Ministry of Commerce who chose to remain unnamed. Homosexuality is illegal in Saudi Arabia which adheres to a strict interpretation of Sharia law. The items which were seized by authorities were seen to be bright in color, ranging from children's hair accessories, pencil cases, and backpacks to rainbow stripes featured in crayon packets, all designed for children. The Saudi officials were seen to be in children's shops with a number of toys taken from the shelves and piled up in a heap on the floor. Hmm. Homosexuality flag is present in one of the Riyadh markets, adding the colors send a poisonous message to children. The report did not mention the number of shops that were targeted, nor how many items were seized. CNN has reached out to Saudi authorities for a comment on the report, but has not yet received a response. In December last year, authorities in neighboring Qatari carried out a similar raid where they announced they inspected retail outlets across various regions in the country, seizing children's toys that were bearing slogans that go against Islamic values. The Ministry of Commerce carried out this um, these raids. I, I want to say raids. Let's say raids. Saudi Arabia and a handful of other Middle Eastern countries did not show the Marvel movie Doctor Strange 
and the multiverse of madness because Disney refused requests to cut same-sex references in May, according to a Reuters report. So let me ask you a question. When we were growing up, you colored the rainbow, didn't you? You'd look at the rainbow and be in awe of it. I still have my project <laughs> that I didn't stop. But honestly, I'm not with the RD stuff. I don't even display it either because the definition of the rainbow changed. You know, I'm not saying for good or bad. It's just it, I don't put display it anymore because where we are, the definition of that changed. Yeah. Here's the th and, but here's the thing that bothers me too. We have taken something that God created, the rainbow, right? Um, some say it's by nature when the sun is shining and the rain is falling and you see that kaleidoscope, however you want to um, describe it. But at the end of the day, it's in nature. You can't escape it. Colors are in nature, right? How people put it together and people assigning different meanings to it, that's on them. But I don't think you should rob children of the joy of color. That's me, right? Um, and it's sad. I can't go anywhere and tell somebody, oh, I'm gay. Oh, you're they, automatically they're going to think you're a homosexual. Uh, can you look up in the dictionary before all of this changed what the word gay means? It means to be happy. But we have to be so careful with the words that we use for everything. We can't even use the word queer. If I say, oh, that's a queer looking um, toy or animal, right away people associate it with being gay. So now it's as though you have a gay dictionary that words have been extracted from the Merriam-Webster, Oxford, all these other dictionaries and put over here as though these words now only can be used when speaking about or speaking to the LGBTQ plus community. I think it's too much. Can we just go back to when the rainbow is the rainbow and nothing else? Can we go back to having children color? Can we go back to having these brightly colored things for children without having any connotation attached to it? Can we do that? I don't think so. Um, moments because it's so deep, deep into our society that it's too late for us. Like I said, we can't go back. In my, one of the things that by changing the definition, that's usually an issue. If you talk, it better be in a positive. Even if you talking, if they get a hint that is negative, you already labeled in a negative way and you're already being shunned. So there's no real form of communication. So when I met Creole, constantly have to be on your tippy toes. You know, not to offend, because you don't even know when you've been offensive <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> exactly. It's like, uh, when did I become so hateful? I was just, uh, and then that's it. It's the sensitivity. I understand they are a marginalized group, but everybody who uttered a word is not hateful. It's not coming for you. It's not against you, right. you know? It's like you said, no, you cannot, because it's it's far gone now to to be able to do that. And I don't think... Um, our children will have the luxury to be able to enjoy the rainbow as we know it when we were growing up. So the only colors they should have over there then are black, white, 
and gold. Period. Remove all other colors. Blue <laughs> and pink. Blue and pink. They just don't want you to put the rainbow together. You can have all the colors in the rainbow. They just cannot be the rainbow. So let me ask you a question. Are they telling you if a child looks up and says, Oh, mommy, look at the rainbow. It's so beautiful. Don't look, don't look, don't look. Is that that's what's going to happen next over there? Mm, might be. <laughs> They're going to think we put it in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> this is just ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm over it. Um, Thank you so much <laughs> for your commentary, Dr. Daphne. Those were our stories from the international scene. When we return, we have stories out of North America. For now, a little bit more soca as we enjoy Movement Monday. Exposed when she home with me. Yeah, yeah. When she leave the house, everything come out and gone on display. Now she coming out in shorting, cleavage bam bam showing. Don't ring she exposing me.
Virgin California, see me get low the road. See she in party mode. Why not if she with me? She on the man who like no other nary wine. Then she live with him. She sitting down in sports car, playing with Deliva. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MemeMediaMoments, on Instagram, Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And now it is time for stories out of North America. What to know about Juneteenth now that it is a federal holiday and i'm questioning the federal holiday part but i'll say talk about that after i read the article despite juneteenth's storied history the holiday was largely overlooked by non-black americans until recent years the momentum of the black lives matter movement propelled juneteenth into the national spotlight building on a decades-long push by activists and leaders to get recognition for the landmark occasion. Last year, Juneteenth became the latest federal holiday in the U.S., the first to be approved since Martin Luther King Jr. Day in 1983. With Juneteenth now a national holiday, Many public and private sector employees enjoy an extra day off from work while brands and corporations capitalize on the event with celebratory marketing campaigns. But there's much more to Juneteenth than a long weekend and branded products. As black Americans continue to face the same challenges and inequities that inspired so many to take to the streets in 2020, it's worth reflecting on the history behind the holiday. It celebrates the end of slavery. Juneteenth, also known as Juneteenth, Juneteenth Independence Day, Freedom Day, and Emancipation Day, commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. A blend of the words June and 19th, it marks June 19, 1865, the day that Union Army Major General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas, and issued General Order Number 3, proclaiming the enslaved African Americans there were free. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with a proclamation from the Executive of the United States, all slaves are free, the order read. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights, and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. Freedom for the enslaved people of Galveston, Texas, came two and a half years after President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which could not be enforced in areas under Confederate control. 
It also came about two months after Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendered to the Union Army at a courthouse in Virginia, an event generally considered to be the end of the Civil War. How it is celebrated. What began as an informal celebration of freedom by locals in Galveston eventually grew into a wider commemoration of the end of slavery as African Americans in Texas moved to other parts of the country. Today, many African Americans mark Juneteenth with parties, parades, and gatherings with family and friends. Texas became the first state to make Juneteenth a state holiday in 1980. In addition to it being a federal holiday, all 50 states and Washington, D.C. recognized Juneteenth in some form. As Juneteenth has made its way into the mainstream, some activists and leaders point to the systemic inequalities that black Americans continue to face, such as the racial wealth gap, disproportionate incarceration, and long-standing health disparities. One coalition of civil and human rights groups in particular is acknowledging the holiday by installing a pan-African flag in front of the White House and calling for a commission to study reparations. As many of those calling for widespread changes suggest, observing Juneteenth might then be an opportunity to reflect on how far the nation has come and how much further there is to go. Juneteenth. Is it really a federal holiday? Let's think about that yes, for a second. It is. It's a federal holiday for federal right now. Yes. So what will it take for it to be on the same level as um, July the 4th, Memorial Day, uh, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Javette. Good morning. Good morning, Javette. Yes. What is it going to take? take um, it will take companies accepting it and, and other states fully accepting it. Just like MLK is not accepted in, I think it's Arizona. Mm -hmm. They don't celebrate it. Um, private companies don't celebrate all holidays. My company does not celebrate MLK and it does not celebrate Juneteenth either. Mm -hmm. I took the day off because I am celebrating it. I am going to, re I'm not a black American, but I am a black person. I think that Juneteenth is something that should be commemorated. Come I can't speak the word today. But I think it should. Thank you very much. I am still quite sleepy. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you're up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait, I said I was going to do this. But I, it, and we should talk about it. Mm -hmm. Juneteenth is, is something that's important to, to, more than anybody else, I think Texans or, or black people of Texan descent, but um, descent, location, locality. Uh, anyway, I, maybe I should stop talking because I can't make sense this morning. But I, I'm really, I'm in support of Juneteenth. So I'm going to stop talking and somebody else who's got a little bit more caffeine maybe and, and daylight <laughs> can talk. But, I'm caffeine though. But here's, go ahead. Who, who wants to go next? Who wants to I go think next? it should be a holiday. It's going to take time for it to reach the level the MLK. Remember, is every, when they get used to it, when there's pushback on it, where actually the black African descent of all of us, not just American, where everyone that looked like us start taking the time off or start really celebrating it, it's going to take uh, momentum. It's just this is the first year. 
you understand. So uh, MLK took a minute to for every um, body to adapt it. I'm you know I'm sorry that Arizona still didn't get it. I guess people have not petitioned for them to accept it yet, but it's just going to take time. I mean, Thanksgiving or that's religious memorial is for veteran. You understand these are different um, caliber and different genre of holidays, but it's going to take time, and I believe that it will. Imagine that you were free in two years. You didn't know it. Talk about um, communication lagging. You know, it's just it's gonna take time. And I think we should celebrate it because they need we need to celebrate the fact that slaves were free on paper, but not much is done in terms of wealth and anything else. Right. So here's the thing: if my husband doesn't want to go to work, he has to use PTO. It's not paid. Meaning, it's not a company. The company's not going to pay you if you don't have the time. You don't get paid. Rosolo has to be at work today. So there are, and is the same thing happens with MLK. You still, and if if you have to go to work, if you don't go to work, you can choose to use PTO or you have to call out sick. Whereas with the other holidays, it's paid. It's a paid holiday. With this one, you have to have the time accrued to be able to use the time to get paid. Good, good morning. Good morning, Javette. So MLK, as well as um, Juneteenth, is not accepted in all of the United States. When something is, set, is accepted in every state, that's when it would be a paid holiday. I actually have to go to work too, but I'm just taking my time. And I live <laughs> in a state where it is considered a federal holiday. So we're not getting any mail or bank services today. There are some companies that have given their employees the time off. Unfortunately, mine hasn't. I'm not going to even say unfortunately, because in all honesty, what am I celebrating? <laughs> it took them two years to bring information that you were free. What am I going to actually do with my day to day? If I was doing something productive, you know, like maybe going and volunteering or who knows anything else that was really going to benefit another person, then I would be taking it personally, but I don't. Yeah. I personally don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why, Javette. I totally understand why. I struggle with it, to be quite frank. Because the truth is, yes, you're free, right? The African-Americans were freed, didn't know about it until two years later, but you're still not free. And when I say you're not free, there is a mental enslavement that's still going on. There is inequality, inequality in pay, inequality in the type of ed level of education that's made affordable to everyone, inequality when it comes to redlining where you are, quote unquote, allowed to live. And yes, I say aloud. There's inequality in the workplace. There's Especially for black women. Exactly. There's inequality everywhere you turn. So I can't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a descendant of any um, American 
right? We're from the Caribbean. Um, while I can understand how they may feel about it, for me, and I guess it's because I'm a Caribbean national where, where I don't feel any attachment to it. I don't know, right? Um, I... And people will say, well, because from the Caribbean, you all don't understand the struggles here. And they're probably right. I don't understand the struggles here. I really do not. Am I blind? No. Am I deaf? No. I listen and I watch and I see. I do. Right? And I do have compassion and I do have pity. But 400 years an extra two and a half years and it's still going on today so why is it so hard for them to get up and say we are going to equate this day and martin luther king day with the other public holidays where everybody's shut down except for the malls well, morning everyone good morning james yeah so so for me i i think it's going to be difficult to do that and it it could it could um look unfair in some sense to do that because um these are like cultural holidays you know that you you would equate to like you know passover and you would equate to like um what indigenous people celebrate while christmas um you know it's whether you're black whether you're whether you're white you're chinese whatever Everyone celebrate those days, so it's easier for those days to be like, you know, federal and paid days off. What I what I think could happen, though, I think, you know, I know in 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 a lot of countries, like indigenous, when they're celebrating their their um, memorial days and stuff like that, you know, companies, by law, companies have to give them the time off, paid time off, but like for the entire country to to shut down. Because it, it, it would be like almost like just say like they say like okay, um we're we're celebrating Passover and we need the entire America to shut down to celebrate Passover. I think they, they would look at it like that, even though like it's you know American black history. I feel like it it's it's it it's fair enough like if, if they're like okay, like if you you're descendants of slave and, and um you're born in America you're not like say Caribbean black, you know, that or you're not coming from Africa or whatever, like companies should by law give you those give you the, the time off. And it it's a bit different because as I said, like we with Passover, Passover is not a celebration per se. Um what indigenous people do is not a celebration. It's like they don't they, they don't go and have barbecues and drink and, and stuff like that. They, it's almost like a reflection and and a, a, a remembrance memorial thing to say like we can't allow this to happen to us again. If if you go to like a Passover um um you know event, it's like there's nothing joyful or happy about it. It's like this thing happened to us and it's not going to happen again. And I so I I think in in that sense it, it's going to be hard to 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 be like federal because you know you know people descendants of, of slaves that are are in America it's probably about five percent of the, the the black population of America that would fall into that category you 
you know, James, as you're talking there, and thank you for that, here is what I just realized. Do you know that every teacher planning day in the state of Florida is planned around the Jewish holidays, but they don't call it that? They, I'm just throwing this out there, FYI. It's referred to as a teacher planning day. And you're like, you, what happened? Y'all don't want to go to why, why can't they have school open? It's a Jewish holiday. It's a Jewish that, Yep. <laughs> that was change moments because when I grew up in New York, it was considered a Jewish holiday. But now they change it to a teacher, teacher planning, planning day. day. Yeah. So they still have an impact in what goes on. But they reword it, Javette, so as not to what you call what's the what's the term? Discrimination or um whatever. Yeah. Every teacher planning holiday that takes place in the state of Florida, it's based off of the Jewish calendar. Yeah. See how impactful the Jews are? So what about us? <laughs> I don't know. But um, the other thing with me, and this is a personal thing for me, there are certain things I cannot capitalize on. I remember when the whole George Floyd thing happened. And everybody was, everybody and their mama making t-shirts and selling. I can't do it. It's not in me. I was asked, why are you making t-shirts and selling for, for George Floyd? I have an issue with it. I'm capitalizing off of the death of someone. That's how I look at it. Tell me if I'm wrong. How? I don't know. How is me selling t-shirts helping him and his family? How is that? How is that helping his daughter? Am I handing the proceeds over to his daughter? No. No, I'm not. There are just certain things I struggle with. And that's probably why I'm not rich. <laughs> that's why I'm not, um, you know, being able to travel the world and so on and so forth. I don't know because there are just certain things I'm not going to do. Call me um, ignorant. You know, I don't know. How would you classify me? <laughs> Weird? I don't know. But it would be so hard for me to say I'm going to make a t-shirt and sell it for George, for the whole um, George Floyd. Let me get it right. With his picture on it. Profiting off of his adversity. I don't know. I guess I'm wired wrong. If I need to wake up, please tell me somebody and stop thinking too deep into it. I don't know. Let me know. I don't, I don't think you're wrong, but like you said, you weren't giving the money to, to your family. Some people did that. Some people made t-shirts, they made buttons, they made all the things in order to raise funds for the family. So if that's your thought pattern, then you're not like profitizing off of the murder of this man. But if that was not your intent, you, did it, you made the right decision. Don't make something to um, celebrate somebody's murder so you can earn a coin. Right. That, that, is, that is kind of gross. Yeah. 
And, I, and a lot of people were gross, and that's what he did. And you just chalk it up and it's like, okay, you people are just not right in the head. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong for you because you know yourself that that's not what you're going to do with the money. You're going to pad your wallet. Right. No offense or any, any sort of offense, but that's not that's not what your goal was. So good thing not doing it. Yeah. Thank you. And that's it. Thank you, Sana. I wash my face. I'm a little bit more awake now. I don't know why you're yeah. getting up out your bed. Enjoy. Lie down. Relax. Um, because you know, now I'm awake. <laughs> I'm I'm awake normally every day before 6 a.m. But now, summer's on. I don't have to wake up early. So you probably will not see me early mornings because I don't have to. And I this want you to not come here child. early. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> no, <you're> <laughs> I want you to enjoy the summer. Listen, this is what parents look forward to, right? The summertime. Oh heck yeah, yeah. But that's, I'm telling you now that it's probably you won't see me. I am. I will not wake up until probably seven when I have to get myself ready and go to work. Or and we'll see how long that will be because I will not be at this job <laughs> very long. I will tell you all now. These people don't 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 they don't believe in pride. They don't believe in Juneteenth, and I did. And they don't align with me and my personality, so I will not be working there much longer and my next job may be a later job and i may be working from home we'll see what that happens but for the next couple of months i will continue to work there mm-hmm. i'll get them situated because i don't hate them i just don't align with them you don't align. and i'll be moving off let me tell you all right y'all so now you are a gem um a rare gem i will say i told you that before <laughs> A 15-year-old boy was shot to death and three adults, including a police officer, were wounded after a musical event lacking a permit erupted into chaos in a district of Columbia Street on Sunday night. The wounded police officer and the other adults were recovering at the hospitals. Metropolitan Police Chief Robert J. Conti III told reporters at the scene of the shooting. The incident took place near 14th and U Streets Northwest at about two miles north of the White House. Social media had promoted a free music event known as Mochella, and several hundred people were gathering in the area around 6 p.m., Conti said. Police arrived to assist with the crowd and people stayed mostly to the sidewalks as music played from a truck. In the hours that followed, a fight broke out. And then an incident of an undetermined nature caused people to scatter. Police shut down the gathering because the event appeared to have become unsafe. Several people were hurt in the rush to leave the area and were being assisted by public safety first responders when the shooting occurred. Conti said the events occurred between 6 and 8.30 p.m. A handgun was recovered from one of the victims, but not the firearm believed to have caused the death and injuries. No police fired their weapons and there was no exchange of gunfire. The police chief said officials would be speaking to event organizers and considering what legal action could be taken because the event lacked a permit. We will certainly want to make sure that people are held accountable when they hold unpermitted events in our city. Um, so why did the police go to help out? If there were no permits, they should have just shut it down from the get-go. No permits, sorry, we got to close it down. I would agree with that. They may not know because there were so many things going on in D.C. yesterday. So they were all co- police officers had to be on hand on deck. So they were just, you know, assigned 
it, you know, somebody should have already checked that. So they may have not known. It's not until the incident happened and they're like, what's happening? What's going on? And that's when they check in. Mm. They have not known. So had the melee not taken place, everything would have been okay. But because right. there was disruption, that right. is what prompted them to say, hold on, let's look in the books and see right. if this was okay. Right. Um, anyone looking to host an event, please do it the right way do it follow the proper channels please because what is going to be said next is oh it's because of this group that is why they're doing this no there is a channel follow the channel do things the right way cya cover your ass you do it in your job do it out there in the streets as well all right um Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's administration moved forward with proposal to deny coverage for transgender treatments. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's administration has moved forward with a proposal to deny Medicaid coverage for gender-affirming medical treatment, such as hormone therapy and puberty blockers for transgender people. The state's Agency for Healthcare Administration, which oversees most of the Medicaid program, published the proposal in the Florida Administrative Register on Friday. The hearing is scheduled for July 8. Under the proposed rule, puberty blocking medication, hormone therapy, sex reassignment surgeries, and other procedures used to treat gender dysphoria would not be covered under Medicaid. They would be considered not medically necessary. Services covered by Medicaid must be deemed medically necessary by law. AHCA said earlier this month it would begin the rulemaking process and issued a report to support denying treatment coverage. It claims the procedures are not consistent with generally accepted professional medical standards and considers them experimental and investigative. Following a review of available literature, clinical guidelines, and coverage by other insurers and nations, Florida Medicaid has determined that the research supporting sex reassignment treatment is insufficient. Insufficient to demonstrate efficacy and safety. Critics of the proposed rule have vowed to fight back. They accuse Republicans of targeting the transgender community. Following the report's release, State Surgeon General uh, Joseph Ladapo asked the Florida Board of Medicine to review the AHCA's findings and establish a standard of care for these complex and irreversible procedures. Governor DeSantis's agencies have misrepresented findings and distorted data to advance a political agenda rather than relying on good conscience. This is according to John Harris, the public policy director for the LGBTQ advocacy group Equality Florida, as he said in a statement earlier this month. This is yet another state agency being used to launch an overt attack on transgender Floridians. The transgender community, like all people, should not have their access to basic, medically necessary and often life-saving care stripped away by extremist politicians hoping to stoke right-wing fervor. Florida should not put public health over politics. 
If the proposed rule moves forward, it could face several challenges and ultimately end up in front of a state administrative law judge. Interesting. Go go ahead, Javette. Sorry, moments. <laughs> okay. Breaking up there, breaking up. So, Utah thief bursts into flames while trying to steal gas from another vehicle. Um, you, oh, can you hear me? I can hear you now. I don't Go have right any ahead. issues uh -huh. with a person being um, transgender, gay, or whatever the other acronyms are, but I believe those are just like plastic surgery when you want to change some part of your body you have to pay for it out of your pocket why should medicaid um be used for that i agree with you but here's here's where i think they're good what they're gonna say they're gonna tie it to mental health that's what i believe is gonna happen um javed i believe that um, yeah, that's something you pay for personally. Remember, we read the case last week where the um, inmate, the transgender inmate, is suing because the um, they want to get their um, reassignment surgery done, and the prison system is preventing them from being able to do so. They want to do it while they're in jail. And they're saying, no, wait until 2024 until you get out. You're going to pay for that because I do look at it as being cosmetic. You want to change that. Some that's a personal choice. I don't think it's a medical choice. You want to change, pay for it out of your pocket. Nobody's stopping you, but I strongly believe they're going to push it and tie now to mental health because like everything else, it's going to be tied to just that. That's my feeling. I think that's what's going to come next. And I think for me, it's depending on the group of people and the majority, what they look like, that they're going to be doing a lot of pushback on that mm -hmm. um, because of who's asking, who's pushing back mental health. Well, that's the case. Everything about black people should be approved because everything from the fact that we can't get a car, we can't get a house, we can't get approved. Those are all cause mental health in us. How come we don't get mental health being part of our health care? We barely get that. So if they could do it. We should be able to start doing that, I'm saying. But if they keep going that route, they're going to get what they want eventually. Yeah. Yeah. In Utah, a thief was caught on camera drilling into a truck's gas tank when he suddenly burst into flames. KSL TV received the shocking video showing a white pickup truck pulling up to another truck in the parking lot of a fire protection company. The guy tried to siphon gas out of it, and he wasn't getting the siphon to work, said Travis Mills, the manager of Summit Fire and Protection. He decided to drill the gas tank, and that's when he caught on fire. The graphic video showed the unidentified thief running to the back of the truck and suddenly jumping up and down while his T-shirt was on fire. Eventually, the thief collapsed and rolled across the parking lot, before being assisted back in by his accomplice in the pickup. And I know I should not be laughing, right? But why are you stealing from somebody another vehicle? Everybody's struggling just like you. Why are you doing that? Don't steal from each other. 
didn't they hear the stories last week about people hitting up the gas stations? Go there. Don't break into your neighbor's vehicle and try to get the gas out of that. They had to struggle to fill it up. They're paying double, too, just like we are. Make that make sense. It's that, that's the equivalent of killing off each other in your own community. Bang, bang, in your own community. No, stop. I'm not endorsing stealing, folks. Please, I'm not. But if you got to do it, be smart about it. Please. Oh, my gosh. Mommy, why do they have to steal? No. And under the circumstances, they should be stealing because you're going to steal from someone that sacrificed to get what they get. Because these type of thieves don't steal from the right people. They steal from, like you said, from the neighbor. Go to work like the rest of us. Suffer, sacrifice, move things around. What do you... No, no stealing. No stealing, but listen. Listen, Dr. Daphne. What, it used to cost $40 to fill up my tap. My paycheck ain't going up. <laughs> the paycheck is not increasing. My took $100. $100 <laughs> that way we are in D.C. $100. I used to pay $50. $100. I didn't go steal it or rob or kill. We make it sacrifice. We make it I agree. I agree. But I'm just trying to think like them right now. I get it. It's hard. <laughs> but don't steal from your neighbor. Go to the gas station. The gas stations are insured, folks. I'm only joking. Don't do that. God please. don't like ugly. God don't like ugly. You, please you steal from a child of God and that's what steal. happened. Do not steal, folks. Do not steal. Do not do it. Okay, so here's an analysis. Courtesy of CNN. Here's what you need to know about the boyfriend loophole. First time hearing about this term that is holding up gun safety negotiations. So what is the boyfriend loophole? The boyfriend loophole deals with whether unmarried partners can have guns if they were found guilty of violence against a dating partner. Federal law currently only bars people from purchasing a firearm if they are convicted of domestic violence while living with their partner, married to their partner, have a child with their partner. Democratic lawmakers have long sought to expand the law to extend that coverage to dating partners, convicted stalkers, and any individual under a protective order. But as of now, it doesn't apply to other types of dating partners, hence the label boyfriend loophole. Closing the loophole would mean that anyone who was deemed to have been in a serious dating relationship and convicted of domestic violence would no longer be eligible to own a gun. What does the research tell us? Supporters of closing the boyfriend loophole have repeatedly pointed to data that they say underscores the need to address it. Two separate but related studies worth reading. An average of 70 women are killed by an intimate partner with a firearm every month this is according to an analysis of u.s centers for disease control and prevention data by every town for gun safety access to a gun led to a notable increase in the risk of the women being killed in a relationship with a history of domestic violence according to a 2003 study more broadly another study by every town for gun safety found that there is a direct correlation in states 
with weaker gun laws and higher rates of gun deaths, including homicides, suicides, and accidental killings. The nonprofit organization's analysis put California at the top of the list for gun law strength, with a composite score of 84.5 out of 100, with a low rate of 8.5 gun deaths per 100,000 residents, and below the national average of 13.6. Hawaii has the lowest rate of gun deaths in the country, with the second strongest gun law score. It also has the lowest rate of gun ownership, with firearms in 9% of households, the data shows. Have any states closed the loophole? At least 19 states have enacted laws that close the boyfriend loophole per data compiled by every town for gun safety. This includes California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Maine, Maryland, Minnesota, Nebraska, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington, and West Virginia. Other states like Alabama, Colorado, and Iowa prohibit convicted domestic abusers from having guns, but don't specifically close the loophole. What's the hang-up? In their framework, lawmakers agreed to extend that prohibition on buying firearms to those who are convicted of domestic violence who are in a serious dating relationship, even if they are not married or meet the other criteria. But defining what kind of relationship would fit has been a point of debate within the group. There has also been disagreement over whether there should be an opportunity for people who are convicted of misdemeanors to restore their ability to buy or own a gun down the line. Cornyn said last week they were discussing whether a misdemeanor conviction for a partner could be enough to take away that individual's guns and how to define a domestic partner. Describing the hang-up, the Texas Republican said on Wednesday, the issue has to do with the way that non-traditional relationships are handled in terms of domestic violence and misdemeanors. We've got to come up with a good definition of what that actually means. He added, what this does is it would add a category to a bar for people being able to purchase a firearm if they fall in that category. So it's got to be clear and it's got to be something that can be actually applied because we're talking about pretty serious consequences associated with that. Why do gun groups oppose closing it? Well, the National Rifle Association and other pro-firearm groups have long opposed closing the boyfriend loophole, casting it as an attempt by Democrats to advance a gun control agenda. Earlier this year, the NRA lobbied aggressively and successfully, I might add, to keep any legislation addressing the loophole out of the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. Following news of the bipartisan gun safety agreement last week, the NRA said it will, and I quote, 
continue to oppose any efforts to insert gun control policies, initiatives that override constitutional due process protections, and efforts to deprive, deprive law-abiding citizens of their fundamental right to protect themselves and their loved ones into this or any other legislation. How much sway that opposition will hold over what ends up in the final legislative text remains to be seen. So who was aware of the um, boyfriend loophole? That, that's what it is, right? Who, who was aware of that? I wasn't first time hearing about it. And it is having a major... But why call it the boyfriend loophole? What if there's a woman? This sounds as though you're targeting men to me why don't they change it to the dating loophole or give it a different name that blankets both men and women is it that because how it sounds as though men are the only one ones sorry killing their partners the people they are in relationships with that's how it sounds to me i would i would ask for a change in the name yeah um how do we feel about this do we think that this is something that should not hold up the gun reform laws this is something that can be done afterwards how do we feel i think anyone that has any type of violent past and i mean really violent past should not be able to own a gun period I don't care if I don't care if it's just a dating situation and I thought that is how this country is run but of course there's so many laws on the books that you don't even know I don't even know where to go to look for all the laws that are on the books <laughs> it's sad you really have to disclose your state by state yep. it's really sad because it's not it's not nationwide it's not federal yeah Agreed. State by state and probably county by county. Because when I think of it, right here in um, South Florida, in Broward County, state taxes 6.5%. In Dade County, 7%. Yeah. So it might actually boil down to um, Senate and Javette county by county. So the county you want to live in, you have to do your research on the laws as it relates to certain things that are of importance to you. Um, yeah, that's how you're going to have to do your research because trying to do it on a broad scale nationwide is going to be impossible, right? Yeah. Possibly right, but it won't be conclusive. That too. That yeah. too. But um, so I agree with you, Javet. I think anybody with a violent past should not have a weapon. Totally agree. Right? Um, but I want them to change the name from the boyfriend loophole because this sounds like an attack on men or you're stereotyping men that only men kill their domestic partners. That's that's what it's saying. I don't really good morning. Good morning, I don't really naturalism. I don't really feel stereotyped, just what it is. Men does most of the killing when it comes to swarm. Um, their partners. I mean, you watch um, Lifetime, you think a lot of women does it, but way more men actually um, 
are involved in killing their spouse than on, on the woman's side. And boyfriend loophole, they, they're just trying to find another another rational, another reason uh, not to do what the entire country wants them to do, is having some kind of um, you know, gun control. I mean, just this past, this past week, there have been some of the mass shooting in, in, in this country. Uh, there really should be a worldwide advisory, you know, about traveling to the U.S. And, and, and I think that might that, that might actually be be a better tool to actually get gun reform um, than on the way they're going right now. Because at the end of the day, Americans are always about money. Yeah. And if people are afraid to come here, um, that's going to lower tourism, and that's going to lower their, their their funds. And I think that'll be a, a way to go to actually um get a change that we want to. I don't know if I should, if I should say after Juneteenth Day, you know, I choose not to get involved in the conversation earlier because <laughs> as much as some folks, some are elated and believe uh, great things uh, uh, is down the pike, I thought it was a distraction, Juneteenth, from what need, really needs to be done. So, yeah, I ain't mm-hmm. celebrating. I mean, I'm here at work right now, so it's just not a day to me right now. Yeah. All right. Thank you, naturalist. Appreciate that. Boyfriend loophole. Don't use this to hold up what needs to be done. Amendments can be made as we go, right? Isn't that what we say? Start and then make changes as you go. Isn't that, isn't that what we try to tell each other when we have ideas? And we always say, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get started. Well, I would say the same thing to the legislatives, those who are responsible for making the amendments, writing the laws, so on and so forth. Just start. Start with something. Get something done. We are desperate for something. Do not use this to to hold up anything. And before we take a quick break, I was watching a clip of an interview um, that was done with, um, I forgot his legal name, but you know the guy RuPaul who does RuPaul's Drag Race, right? And he said when they came out, I think it was in Texas, when they came out and said, um, they're, was it Texas or another state? Forgive me. But it was either last week or the week before we reported it. Um, the banning of children going to drag shows. And he said that is a way for the... Texas. For, Texas, thank you, Sinai. That's a way for them to shift our focus from gun control laws being changed to something else that they know is a hot topic, hypersensitive topic. But the real issue, drag, and he said, he said, drag races aren't killing anybody. It's the gun shows. It's the guns. So focus on that. Do not let our focus shift off of what they need to do up there in Congress. Let's stay focused on that and let get the, let's get things done. And here and I have to agree with him because here now they come with this. This is a hold up. I can't see it being a hold up. I see it as something to be done as we go. By any means necessary, they're gonna keep pushing back. And it is time for us to take a quick break when we return. Business and tech news, health and science news. Here's a little bit more soca for you as we celebrate Move It Monday in soca style. Nation always wrong. Show me where you drink it. Drink where you drink it. I 
professional drinker. That's right. Professional? For real? A drinker don't get drunk.
To all our listeners, logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram. It's Moments with Me Media. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments With Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And the me is M-I. Eh, yeah, it's Monday. <laughs> A lot of us are basking in the luxury of not having to send children off to school. Some of us are really happy to be able to send them to summer camp. Yeah, where we get a break so we can lie in bed a little longer i you know i'm there with you i appreciate it too yes you can just i don't have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning anymore i can now get up at six and get my day started so i appreciate the extra hour all right and now it is time for us to get into business and tech news facing new class action suit for purposely slowing down older iPhones. iPhone users may be able to cash in on a lawsuit against Apple, claiming the company purposely slows down older devices. For years, iPhone users have complained that when new models of the phone are released, the older ones tend to become less enjoyable. The process, known as Throttling is a way for Apple to avoid expensive recalls or repairs, claims one UK lawsuit. That claim, made by consumer champion Justin Gutman, targets an update to iPhones in January 2017. A power management tool was introduced to supposedly combat performance issues widely found in older iPhone 6 models. However, the company failed to mention in the update description that this tool would slow down the devices. His suit is similar to one filed in the United States that was settled in 2020. I didn't get any money from Apple. Uh, did anybody here get any money from Apple from the one that was settled in 2020? Because I didn't get any money. So who do I contact to get my money? Apple? Admitted. <laughs> Don't laugh, Javette. And this is the problem I have with these these lawsuits. Lawsuits are being um thrown out there. They're being settled, but I'm not getting a check. I see things come in the mail, and it's a headache. But I didn't get anything regarding Apple, and I'm an avid Apple user. Been an Apple iPhone user for years. Come on. I didn't get any money. Anyway, let me continue because Apple admitted to slowing down older phones and agreed to pay $500 million internationally to users affected by this. The UK lawsuit is seeking another $750 million for British iPhone users. In a statement to The Guardian, Apple says its intention was never to hinder phone performance. 
we have never and would never do anything to degrade the user experience to drive customer upgrades, they stated before adding. Our goal has always been to create products that our customers love, and making iPhones last as long as possible is an important part of that. Apple is no stranger to these types of lawsuits. The tech giant has faced similar legal action in Belgium, Chile, Spain, Italy, and Portugal. The company has also faced controversial lawsuits pertaining to their AirPods, causing permanent hearing loss and alleged patent infringement for their auto-unlock feature on Apple Watches. Okay, I've said this before, and I think I've found something I can sue somebody for. How many of us in here are Apple users? I am. Thank you for making me laugh today. <laughs> but wait, everything that you just described, was it just overseas? It wasn't here in the U.S.? Well, um, so far overseas, but they did say that there is, a, there is one that was settled in the U.S. in 2020. Yep. And they paid out $500 million internationally. I didn't get any of that. So who got the check? Who do I need to go to to get my share of that $500 million? That's all I want you, to know. You can go online. Go online and, and look up the, the class action lawsuit and sign. Are you making fun of me? Yes, you need <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously. Yeah, but I'm tired of lawsuits being paid out and I'm not getting any in the chat. But why is it? I'm, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who complains about their chargers. That piece that it's at the end that you're putting into your phone, why is it that the rubber or whatever material it's called cracks so easily? Or, or is it it only happens to me and the people in my household? No, that's a that's a that's a good thing. We should start a class action suit. Okay. We need to start one because I have had to buy so many chargers in one year. Not because I don't take care of the charger. I'm very adamant about, you know, seeing to it that it's not bent or anything like that you keep it and it still cracks no matter how you try and then the wires on the inside on the inside sorry start breaking apart so javette we need to do something because yeah it's an inconvenience having to go through i think i've since this year has started since 2022 i'm on to i just went and bought a second charger for my phone um, one of my sons has gone through probably three so far. My husband has, yeah, two so far. So there is a problem. And that's what, 20, how much for them? Hold on. Let me look, let me look back on the box. Because just had to get one on, uh, let me see. How much is it? $29. $29. I get the one that's two meters long, right? $29. Moment, you know what I use now? I actually purchased a docking station 
that I can put my pod, my phone, and my watch all on one station, and it's only the little prong thing that's sticking out. There's no wires. Hmm. Seems like the way to go if I'm charging at home, right? But what about when you're going about your business on the road and you need to charge your phone in your vehicle, Sinet? What do we do? Do they have docking stations for your vehicle? Is there a way you can set it up in your vehicle so that you can just put your phone on it? I, I, I buy Apple certified <laughs> <laughs> in my vehicle. Okay, got it. Thank you for that tip. Might be something, but I think we need to, um, who can find an attorney for us, please, real quick, so we can get something going here where they're charged, because everybody's suing everybody, and I've been dying to find something to sue for, and, you know, see if I can get a check. I know people are listening. Someone may take the idea. Like, like, like anything else, if that same charger was a um, hundred bucks, and it would last for a lifetime. Would you want to spend the hundred bucks? Um, it is. It, it says Apple on it. It doesn't mean it's quality. It's a very cheap, very cheap charger. They have other chargers that has this wire coating that lasts way longer than the um, Apple charger. But then the internals aren't so good because you plug it up. And it says uh, not compatible. Yep. So it, it's it's all depends on how much you're willing to pay. And so with a lady with the ear pod that's soon for year and lost, mm -hmm. who the hell who the hell tell you to turn it up so loud? Thank you. <laughs> so there comes a time sometimes when I hear these lawsuits, I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, wow. And thing is, they probably will win because yep. the company like like to just settle instead of go through the long you know process of trying to um, defend themselves. Yeah, but I want to sue somebody to me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, we all kind of come together and think of I think something. Of something. <laughs> I came into the app to say do not speak that into your life as you're looking for so somebody somebody might be looking to sue you so <laughs> don't speak we're, that no, we're talking about huge corporations here we're not no 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 because when you speak into the universe oh, it don't gosh. know the difference from big small and large <laughs> no 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 Cause your turn soon come when it's time for you to really get something. God's gonna work it. That's not how we bless people oh. and go make our money. Stop that, Doctor Daphne. Why are you trying to straighten us out? We're trying to. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me behave myself. But yeah, nah, um... I want my people to get real money the right way, where nobody can come get it because we where it can't be taken from you, right? They say easy come, easy go. Oh my God! But you know, you know which lawsuit still has me. Um, I wouldn't say in a state of shock, but really surprised. Do you remember that lawsuit from a years ago with the woman who sued McDonald's because the, the co coffee was too yeah, hot? Yeah, she spilled the coffee on herself and then turns around and wins a lawsuit from McDonald's saying the coffee was too hot. And that is when I realized. That you can sue for anything in this country. So, in health and science news, CDC <laughs> says sexually active patients with monkeypox should consider having sex with their clothes on. Those who think they might have been exposed to monkeypox should prevent the spread of the disease by masturbating six feet away from their partner. Earlier this month, the CDC released a list 
of safe activities for sexually active patients. Some suggestions include avoiding kissing and having sex with your clothes on or covering areas where rash or sores are present. The agency advises patients and potential patients to wash your hands, fetish gear, sex toys, and any fabrics after sex and masturbate together at a distance of at least six feet without touching each other and without touching any rash or sores. The World Health Organization is currently looking into whether monkeypox may be sexually transmitted after the virus was detected in one patient's semen. So then shouldn't they have included, you know what, let me stop. We don't wow. Have to we have a good time. <laughs> wait, wait, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> wait a minute. Women is it. No, no. So they're detected in one patient with 7.8 billion people in the world. So many of them, I don't have the exact number, they have pot. They're going to have this sexual thing over one semen man. What? No, let's not even entertain this conversation. <laughs> we will have sex with our clothes. So that's not sex. <sighs> what foolishness is this? Just call it a masturbation moment and voyeurs and weird shit and keep it moving. What is this going on in my house? Look at this news. Moments. Moments. Who did this article? Hold <laughs> on. Oh, Hold no. oh, no. Okay. Let me get it together. Okay. So this one is from the CDC. And um, Baller Alert released it to us. <laughs> wow. <sighs> I can't. Listen, I, let me tell I, you. I, I, I think Pomin is doing that for kicks today because that's her way of celebrating Juneteenth. That's her celebration moment. Like, are you serious? Come on. I'm dead serious. Dead I know, serious. I know. I know you are. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just baffled by the whole... <laughs> Somebody sat and wrote that we found it in one one patient semen, but we're gonna write about it. Yeah. All the other stuff going on, but we know why. Okay. Yeah, okay. Go go ahead, Sinek. Go ahead. My child is awake and she's very angry with me because I can't sing, but you know, that song. <laughs> we don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me. You hear her in the background yelling at me? Uh-huh. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you, Sinek. Oh gosh, listen, it's Monday. It's Monday. And these news stories have me cracking up. A recall has been issued for Walgreens and Kroger brand pills over child safety standard issues. Pill brands by Walgreens and Kroger have been recalled after it was found that they did not meet child safety standards. On Thursday, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, CPSC, announced the recall of more than 407,000 store purchase pill bottles after it was found that they do not meet safety regulations set by the Poison Prevention Packaging Act for Children and could pose a threat to their health if consumed. Aura Health recalled Walgreens and Kroger. For Kroger, the company recalled 25,660 bottles of um, Kroger's arthritis pain Medicine, the acetaminophen, 200-count bottles, Cairo, seven reports. For Walgreens, 137,300 bottles of the Walgreens brand um, that contain 150 counts of pills 
were recalled. Aspirin and ibuprofen from Kroger were also bottled pills that were included in a recall by Pharma. Those who purchased the pills are asked to dispose of the pills or contact Kroger for information on how to return them and get a refund. So is it something wrong with a pill or is it wrong with the packaging? The packaging so they can get into it right. so they don't want it released in homes. I mean, if I had a home and I didn't have any children involved, that wouldn't bother. But exactly. If you have a home with a child, then of course, take it back, get your money back or get new pills. Right. So who at the factory is saying to it that these bottles, the pills are packaged in conjunction with safety regulations that are set out by the Poison Prevention Packaging Act. So who is dropping the ball? Somebody's dropping the ball at the quality assurance um, as from the quality assurance aspect. Because when you talk about medicines, this is not something to play with. And even though um, it's an OTC over the drug, over the counter drug, it's still a poison if ingested over the recommended um, amount. So who is dropping the ball at the packing plant? They need to be you held responsible. It's yeah. Excuse for the control. They need to go and go back and get everything reviewed again because they're, they're messing up. Big time. Big time. All right. It's time for another little music break. Coming up after this, we do have Sports Caribbean Corner and news out of Latin America. Here's some more soca for you.
wine like that, tell nobody to stop you. Yeah, yeah. Oh Lord, I wanna go down, go down. Let me see that waistline go wrong, go wrong. Bubble to the baseline, you can't so long, girl, you can't sit down. Don't stick now, we can't prolong. And you got the realest bumper in this town. It's the way you move it up and down, and the size and the shape is the way that you wine and the jiggle of the waist. That bumper is too real, it's dangerous. I wanna wine, but it's looking dangerous. I wanna wine, but it could mean danger when I just want to grind on you, girl. It's too real, it's dangerous. I wanna wine. So that you dip and go down Make me feel a sweat, feel a sweat And we ain't right yet, no Now I wonder how that thing behind you Just feel it's too real, yeah I got in position to walk you Walk you, look down I'm gonna do something, baby, don't let me stop you No, just keep the thing going Feeling like we floating I wanna jam to the ground But I don't want to rush you Oh, Lord, oh, girl, I wanna go down, go down Let me see that waistline go wrong, go wrong Pop up to the baseline, you can't so long, girl, you Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell and now it is time for sports news uh cold safety kari willis announced his retirement from the nfl at the age of 26 to pursue a career in ministry when god is trying to tell you something it is best that you listen that's the situation for 26 year old kari willis who has suddenly quit his safety position with the indianapolis colts after much prayer and deliberation to go into the industry of ministry. The player, who's been in the NFL for three seasons, announced the news in an Instagram post on Wednesday. I have elected to officially retire from the NFL as I endeavor to devote the remainder of my life to the further advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ, said Willis in his post. I thank all of my family, friends, and those who have supported me on this journey thus far, and I look forward to your continued support through the next phase of my life. He went on to say that he is humbled and excited to pursue the holy call that God has for his life, which brings him much joy and purpose. He said, I've built lifelong relationships with numerous teammates, coaches and support staff that have impacted me greatly the lessons that i've learned in this phase of my life will be valuable for me in my next chapter 
One of those relationships is with the Colts head coach who gave Willis his blessings for his new journey. We're thankful and appreciative of Kari's contributions to the Colts both on and off the field over the last three seasons. Kari's character, leadership, and professionalism will be missed in our locker room, as will his plays on Sundays. And that's according to the Colts head coach, Frank Reach. All right. You have my blessing, sir. That which you're called to do, you must. NFL is reportedly seeking a, quote-unquote, significant suspension for QB Deshaun Watson. So the NFL is pushing for a lengthy suspension for Cleveland Browns quarterback, according to the Washington Post. The NFL believes Watson deserves a significant suspension. The quarterback is currently facing 24 civil lawsuits that include allegations ranging from sexual misconduct to sexual assault. Now, even though Watson's cases aren't criminal, he can still be punished by the league for violating the personal conduct policy. A representative from Watson's camp says the NFL will probably argue that Watson should be suspended for one entire season. However, the rep did not specify the exact length, but said the NFL will say the time needs to be, quote-unquote, significant. Although it's unclear when the decision will be made, the NFL is asking to have the entire process completed by the start of training camp. The Browns training camp is set to begin on July 27. That said, Watson will most likely know his fate sometime during the next six weeks. Earlier this week, Watson spoke out for the first time on the situation since March. He continued to state his innocence. I've been honest. I've been truthful. Watson said, I never forced anyone. I never assaulted anyone. I've been saying it from the beginning, and I'm going to continue to do that until all the facts come out. Watson currently facing 24 lawsuits. That could move up to 26. Earlier last week, a lawyer for the plaintiffs said two more lawsuits would likely be filed soon. The NFL could add a stipulation to any potential punishments. This will allow the league to impose additional discipline if any more lawsuits get filed after the original discipline is handed out. Um, I don't know what to tell you, Deshaun. We spoke about this last week. Keep your business in your pants. Keep your hands to yourself. You go for a massage, get a massage, and keep it moving. You don't need to engage in anything else because clearly it's a problem, right? Whether you are right or wrong, um, it's not a good look for you. It really is not a good look, and we don't need to go on the rant again. I'm just going to say that. Hey, real quick, I just talk about massage. So over the weekend, I went to um, I went to get a massage. And I don't know, man, I think I watched my TV because in my head, man, I had this sexy-ass girl coming in there, giving me a nice-ass massage. Hey, when I got there, man, got into the room, you know, got myself ready. Man, this freaking granny walked through. <laughs> this granny walked through the door, but I'm like, oh my flirting God. Because the only, the only stipulation I had that it had to be a lady. It couldn't have been a man. It had to be a lady, but I never specified a young person, older person. 
I think I'm traumatized. <laughs> you know something, naturalist? Can I get the number for that uh, massage parlor? Because that's where I want to send Marlon, and I want that same lady that gave you your massage to give me. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Quite shocked, man. Um, so how is your wife? Isn't she happy? <laughs> that, that. Yes, I think, you know, oh let God. me stop it. Uh, but, yeah, stop watching TV. <laughs> I'm sorry. Naturalist, just send me the number and the name for that location. All the married men, all the men, that's where we're going to send you to get your massage, and you're going to request that specific person. Keep you out of trouble. <laughs> Keep your mind focused. It means you have to be specific with your requests, okay? Uh, me personally, if I'm going to go and get a massage, it wouldn't matter to me if it's a bad or a woman, but if I'm going to get a man, I think I'm going to have to ask for somebody who is least attractive to look at. Because that will keep me focused. I'm sorry. I need to stop saying that because Marlon reprimanded me over the weekend, right? He says, I need to stop saying less attractive and that sort of thing because it's not right. And I'm like, but am I the only one you're going to tell me that looks on people and says, everybody looks the same? No, we... People look different. I know I'm not the most beautiful person in the world. I know I'm not the most attractive person in the world. And I'm okay with that. If somebody looks at me, as they have told me before in the past, that I'm unattractive, I'm okay with that. Because I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So, I don't know. Am I wrong for saying someone is not as attractive or less attractive or not attractive, period? I didn't say they're ugly. Yeah, You're not wrong. Oh, you're not wrong because no, you just say mm, I I don't no I don't just to me don't make it general say mm, I don't I don't find that person to be attractive I don't find that I use the I statement for myself right yeah it's me it's a personal thing I know somebody else was gonna say something go right ahead yeah I think it's worse if you tell the person that they're attractive when the person know themselves that they're not. So, yeah. Yeah. Nothing is wrong with that. Okay. Forgive me for this one, James. Lord, forgive me. Please. I, I need to go to, um, what you call it? Confession. <laughs> they say confess your sins one to another so that you can be forgiven. So, and I know y'all going to kill me and I'm okay with this. But let's be honest. Is every baby cute? No. You take the word out of my mouth. So if the baby is not cute, what do you normally say? I don't say anything. I Nothing. Walk away. Don't say anything. I walk away. But you, if you somebody is saying to you, oh my gosh, isn't my baby adorable? What do you I say? Still don't say anything. No, you always focus on the eyes. You say, oh my God, his eyes are so bright. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wow. I've seen some people with not bright eyes now. And that's what I do because babies, their eyes are always like kind of bulgy. It's like, oh my God, these eyes are so bright. Don't focus on anything else because that baby probably well ugly and it's like, oh. 
<laughs> he looks like his daddy in doesn't he mm-hmm. oh you know when you said that Kalisha, you know what i thought about i don't know if anyone has seen it lady me never say your baby ugly me say your baby father ugly and the baby look like the father <laughs> And, and that's not that's more like you because you know they tell you don't speak of babies and it's like oh god go and see me but god this baby what were you doing when you were making this child it's kind of rough you know he's been here before hmm. his eyes are bright though oh lord have mercy forgive I, I need forgiveness lord i should not be doing this everything is everyone is made in your image father forgive me so see what you're talking about that that <laughs> but here's the thing because i know what i see when i look in the mirror I make a concerted effort to make sure whoever I'm going to be with is better looking than me. And whoever I'm going to procreate with is better looking than me because I got to think about these children. Mm -mm. I'm shallow. Hey, two beautiful people don't necessarily make a pretty baby. You're right about that. I have seen that too, Dre. Don't forget DNA mixed up. Don't ever see yeah. a lot of people make that kind of mistake. They thinking they going, but DNA do this own thing when you mix them up. So true. Mm, I've seen some but remember ugly babies go pretty for too. Just get a baby sometimes <laughs> to go into it. When you when you choose a partner, look on the facial structure and stuff like that. Is that you, you know that would tell you um, how the child possibly will come out. The first will have the stronger genes, the facial structure, and all of that stuff. But now because them look pretty, pretty, you think you you'll get a pretty baby. But yeah, remember I, people with most people even plan that they just have sex and oh my god, I'm pregnant. You can't abort it because it's a sin and that's a you. I think you guys need to move on, especially since y'all are on radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to confess my sins, Javet. Okay, let me keep it moving. So, <clears throat> next story comes to us out of Budapest, Hungary, courtesy of the Associated Press. World Swimming's governing body has effectively banned transgender women from competing in women's events starting today. FINA members widely adopted a new gender inclusion policy on Sunday that only permits swimmers who transitioned before age 12 to compete in women's events. The organization also proposed an open competition category. This is not saying that people are encouraged to transition by the age of 12. It's what the scientists are saying, that if you transition after the start of puberty, you have an advantage which is unfair. This is according to James Pierce, who is the spokesperson for the Finna President Hussein uh, Al-Musalam when speaking with the Associated Press. They're not saying everyone should transition by age 11. That's ridiculous. You can't transition by that age in most countries and hopefully you would not be encouraged to. Basically, what they're saying is that it is not feasible for people who have transitioned to compete without having an advantage. Um, I have one comment. I think they should have left out the age and just said that people who have transitioned are not eligible to compete in women's events because I see a problem coming down the road with this. I see children who are not sure of themselves yet 
pushing to say, oh, I want to transition. I want to transition before the age of 12 and then regretting it. I see you're putting that age in place as putting pressure on young people. My stance, remove the age and just say, if you have transitioned, you're not eligible, period. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I, I, I think they should probably think about like a trans like league, like a trans Olympic or, or something like that, because it's not fair to other people that are going to be at a disadvantage. And if you make a choice, like if that choice is so important to you and you have to give up something, give it up. Like there are a lot of people um, that are in certain religion and they're passionate about like sports and certain other activity, which their religion don't allow them to, to take part in it. And they have to give up whatever the religion says. So like, yeah, like if you're passionate about transitioning and that means more to you than anything else, then do it and sit out the sports. But you shouldn't be putting other people that train their entire life at a disadvantage because, you know, you want to, to do it. I don't think it's fair. Right. I agree. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Tough times ahead, warns IMF Managing Director. With inflation ascending worldwide, citizens have been cautioned to tighten their belts. Managing Director of the IMF, International Monetary Fund, Kristalina Georgieva, warned that tough times are ahead as the cost of living increases, but wage growth lags behind. At this point, at the IMF, we are projecting downward revisions for growth prospects. They will come in about a month. We're not yet projecting a global recession for this year. There is a higher risk for next year should inflation be more persistent. I just want to say very clearly that these are tough times this year and next year, insisted the IMF chief during a press conference at the Lloyd Erskine Sandiford Center with Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley and Jamaica's Minister of Finance and Public Affairs, Nigel Clark. Georgieva asserted that the world was in a state of uncertainty due to the pandemic, shipping disruptions, and the ongoing Ukraine-Russia war. She contended that in this financial environment, central banks must take decisive action given the risk of economic contraction. Central banks in this environment must act decisively. Why? Because if they don't, and inflation continues to go up and then inflation expectations de-anchor, then investors cannot project what to do. They don't know when the prices are going to end. Consumers are likely going to spend more today and they are faced with shrinking incomes and that is really bad for growth and it is a risk to financial stability. I am confident that we will see inflation over time being put under control, but the more of this is being done, the tougher it is the service is going to get. Here's what I say. I don't see prices going back down. 
probably oil prices. But even when oil prices go back down, I don't see the trickle-down effect taking place. I really don't see it. I don't see a flat of eggs going back from $8.39 to $4 and change. I really don't see it happening. So what needs to happen is that people's paychecks need to increase to meet up with the demands. That's what I see. Have we ever seen the cost of things go down when things settle? Have we ever really seen that? Let's be honest. They, st they may stay stagnant for a while and then inch up slowly, penny by penny, they inch up on us. But I don't see the cost of anything going back down. We're going to be stuck at this even when the... And they're trying to say there's no recession, but we are in a recession. Your spending power is going to be what it is unless your income increases. And people are going to, companies are going to continue to benefit off of the inflation and they're going to pocket the profits and try their best not to pass it on to you, the employee. That's my two cents on that. We'll go on to Guyana for a next story. The Ministry of Health says that persons living with hepatitis C will soon have their treatment fully funded by the government of Guyana due to a partnership that has been forged with the Pan-American Health Organization to ensure treatment is provided. Speaking at a mini-health fair recently, Minister of Health Dr. Frank Anthony acknowledged the challenges experienced by persons living with hepatitis C, including the cost of treatment. On average, at one point in time to treat a person with hep C, was about 80,000 US dollars. That came down to about 20,000 US dollars, and now it is about 2,000 US dollars, Anthony said. The minister further explained that this initiative is part of the government of Guyana's strategy to reduce the spread of hepatitis C, which in the long term can cause non chronic diseases, including cancer. Good for you, Guyana. You are to be applauded. And Ghana is classified a third world country. Am I right? Am I right? I think so. Um, oh my gosh. Something was on the tip of my tongue as I was reading that article that I saw a video over the weekend. I'll, I'll find it. I, I I'm going to remember. Forgive me. I'm having a moment here. <laughs> I'm going to remember and I'm going to find that video and I'm going to play it as it relates to the U.S. and being a first world country, right? Um, yeah, and this next story is out of Jamaica. A compound Maroons file a lawsuit against the Jamaican government. The Kampong Maroons have filed a lawsuit in the Supreme Court against the government of Jamaica and the Jamaica National Heritage Trust. Chief Richard Curry disclosed on Sunday. The Kampong Maroons... And forgive me if I say it wrong, because sometimes I do struggle to say it. Akompong Maroons and the Jamaican government have been at odds over recent months, stemming mainly from disputes over the boundaries of the cockpit country, the Akompong Maroons' ancestral lands, and the question of Maroon sovereignty with the Jamaican state, something which was raised by Curry last year. After a number of hair-raising incidents, including 
sharp and direct verbal barbs between Curry and Prime Minister Andrew Holness, the matter seemingly died down, with Curry being less vocal on the matter for some time now. But that was apparent only up to recently, based on a statement from Curry on Sunday. In this era of time, under the leadership of the newly democratic leader, myself, the Maroons seek to defend the land again. We have filed a lawsuit against the government of Jamaica and the Jamaican National Heritage Trust, Curry declared in a video that was posted on his official Instagram account. According to Curry, the lawsuit was filed on May 6, 2022, and outlines redress for a declaration of title under the Registration of Titles Act without prejudice to maroon sovereignty. The suit also outlines a claim of violations of what is described as constitutionally protected rights to private property, the observations of political doctrines and trespass on the maroon estate, which Curry alleges has been unlawfully permitted by the government of Jamaica to be mined. He asserts that the lawsuit will show that the treaty of 1738 between the Maroons and the then British colonial authorities, which gave the Maroons sovereignty over their lands, remains in effect with the Jamaican Constitution of 1962. We've got to this point because we realize that the doors keep closing. There are things happening here on the ground in a compound that you might not know. There have been threats made at my life, there have been attempts made to subvert the council. There have been many things happening behind closed doors that you may not be privileged of, Curry claimed. What I fear is that things are taking a direction quite opposite in the direction of progress, and it is therefore the intention of the people to make their intentions known to the wider society, to the government of Jamaica, and to the world, said Curry. He stated that the Akompong Maroons have assembled a legal team, which includes Isaac Buchanan, Charles Ganga Singh, and Alessandra Labeach, along with consultations from Bert Samuels and international attorneys, as well as the Maroon ambassador, Anu Tafari Zion L. The first hearing court, court date sorry, is set for July 12th. Let's see how this plays out, uh, James, right? Let's see. Um, I believe that if the land belongs to them, let it be. If they were granted sovereignty over their land, let it be. We are so quick, and the same thing is happening on the continent of Africa in different countries. Governments are quick to sell out for a dollar. You can't go selling everything. Something has to be protected. These people, the Maroons, have been living on their land, which is undeveloped if you ask me, or underdeveloped if you ask me. How about developing the land for them? Putting in infrastructure, ease of access for them making their life easier because they are a part of this country's history, not the U.S., the J Jamaica's history. Forget I'm in the U.S., forgive me, folks. It's a, they are a part of Jamaica's history, indelible. Because of the Maroons, 
Jamaica is able to enjoy certain freedoms. Let's not forget. When you do away with their sovereign land and their protection, what's the message you're sending? We have already sold out a lot of our land to the Chinese in exchange for infrastructure in the form of roads, which could have been averted had the money that has been given to Jamaica over the decades been handled properly. But no, neglect has set in. Because when money is doled out, everybody who is at the table, they behave like children in a candy store grabbing as much as they can for their personal gain. And that personal gain extends to those who are associated with them. This whole Chinese thing with, with the Chinese building the roads could have been avoided if funds were properly managed. And that's my opinion. I'm not sure if anybody wants to go right ahead. Please do so. Oh, uh, can, I, can I go? Yes, Dre, go right ahead. Um would you support if they replace the maroons give them the same amount of land somewhere else for the natural resources no let them stay where they are that suppose land... it was oil no so, suppose it was oil well so even if it's oil or gold uh, is not that i'm supporting the mining you know because you know we'll see what the bauxite and and, and what the company do in the mine bauxite and all different kind of things but um sometimes a country needs the natural resources to 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 improve the economic um that that we're in you know so um yeah like so we do have something called eminem eminem domain where where the, the where you you give the people them back the land or fear 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 money for whatever so you could to the natural resources for the best use of everyone. So um, I don't know if anyone is looking at that. Like, which which one is be if they replace them instead of try to force them out, so we can have the natural resources to build the country. The country <coughs> can't survive on tourism alone. I get it, Dre. But let us look at what is happening in Brazil right now with the Amazon. Let us look at what is happening in different countries in Africa. These resources that we're so desperate to sell because we want to diversify our revenue sources, right, come at a cost. There is flooding, landslides, so many other effects. Everything, I understand, yes, we, we would love to be able to strike oil, yes, diamonds, yes, gold, all of that is good, great. But is it all worth it in the long run if it is going to cause a greenhouse effect in a negative way? Because we see what's going on with climate change right now. You're cutting down the um, trees in a vast amount. It is going to have an effect on the country, the land of wood and water. We already have enough problems as far as the, the um, atmosphere is concerned. As far as geography is concerned, we have enough problems. And in doing so, what we're doing is further damaging or going to cause even more extensive damage. I believe that there are things beneath the surface that because they are on this land, 
It's actually saving the country. That's my belief. I'm my, my belief. I may be wrong, but that's just my belief. We can't sell out everything. Look at other ways. How about becoming a technological hub? Tech is the way the world is going. How about focus on coding and teaching people how to get more into the creation of tech-savvy um, things that are needed that can be beneficial? How about that? My two cents. That's my pushback, Dre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, and, Andre, Andre, I, I don't think, like, if, if there was ever any compromise with any other country, you know, like, say, for example, like, you know, in Singapore, they, they find a piece of a, a land that's very valuable. You would trust the Singapore government to say, you know what, this might have, like, some effect on our environment, but you guys are going to be richer for it and your lifestyle is going to increase or whatever. It's not a good compromise. But you would trust the Singapore government to do that more. Jamaican government has proven that there's, there's no deal that has ever been made in the history of Jamaica that benefit Jamaican people to, to live like a certain lifestyle. Tourism is a disaster. You know, tourism is, is, is you know, I've worked in the tourism industry for, for years and it's going into to work serving stuff that you would never be able to eat. Because the money that you're making, like in order, like if you work at Sandals in Jamaica, in order for you to go and stay at Sandals for a weekend, man, you'd have to climb mountains. That, that's a sacrifice that you'd have to make, like, you know, to, to be able to enjoy that. While in other countries, like when I was working in Bermuda, like you could, you could, you could stay at the, the same hotel that you're working at because the, 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 the money that you're making would afford you the, the, the privilege to do that. So if Jamaica government take over the cockpit country and, and, and give them a different settlement or whatever, the Jamaican, there, there could be billions of US dollars that could come out of that and Jamaica would not even see like 5% of it. So because of that reason, I would say no, hell no. You can't trust them to do that. Like 99% of towards the money, never see the light a day in Jamaica. You know, when, when you live in America, Canada, England, and you book your trip to Jamaica, it stays in America and Canada, the Expedia, the, the, the travel, whatever, .com or whatever. The only hotel that keeps some money in Jamaica was um, Sandals. But all of the, the thousands of hotels you see in Jamaica, the money never even get to the country. So no, you can't, you can't trust them. They, they prove it with bauxite. You know, they come and they, they destroy places and, and they leave, like, you know, oceans of, like, acid and mud. And, and when the bauxite company move out, the people go from, like, okay, living an okay life to back into poverty. So, nah, mm -mm, not worth it. I, I agree. I, 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 that I could agree with. It, it's more of a trust thing with the government for them to do the right thing. And we know they're not going to do it. So, I could agree with that. But for me, it goes deeper than that. I also look at the um, the resources, what what's in terms of how is it going to benefit the, 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 the air? Let's look at just the oxygen alone. There's enough pollutants in the air and the, view, the few trees that we have are fighting that off for us. I mean, when you deplete the, the land, when you take, strip it off everything, Dre, you are also shortening your lifespan 
I mean, all those things can be corrected, you know, because you cut down a tree, you plant back 10 trees, but it, it's just that companies don't go about these things the right way, and the government don't see that when the the, the, the uh, companies that come in the country to do these things um, perform in the best interest of the country. They just leave them to do whatever. So in, in the case of Brazil, right, which I don't support, you know, them deforesting the Amazon because, you know, we need that, but it's like they cut down all the trees and don't plant them back and all of that stuff it's just you know but uh i don't see anything wrong with using the resources we need those resources um but it's just that it's, it's a trust thing the the companies them come in and they just don't do the right thing mm -hmm. you know if they was doing the right thing now i don't think we'll be having this conversation you know like okay <laughs> if far as the place you know there's a million trees coming back around the corner around there, so everybody will be good. But the, we, we, we need these things. We need oil. We, 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 we need bauxite. We, we, we need these things, you know? Yeah. I think for me, it's just that the government, because these are private entities, and private entities, though, they should have corporate social responsibility. Remember that they are here for profit, and profit alone, they only mm -hmm. see So I think the only way I can... The, the government is wrong in that they sometimes don't negotiate properly the terms of these agreements in terms of listen you're coming in and we're going to give you this space as dre said you're going to deforest you're going to cut down all of these trees but for everyone that you cut down you have to plant back this and if you don't plant it back in this particular zone there's this piece of the land over here that you have to plant back x amount by x amount of time because like jay i'm one of those who believe that the resources must be used you're here for a reason um as it relates particularly to the cockpit country i have a soft spot for that only because it protects our watershed thank you i was um, trying to remember that Kalisha. thank <coughs> you thanks for the reminder the watershed. yeah that's only reason <laughs> outside of that uh, resources are here to be used and i get the whole argument of you know the government being corrupt but really and truly politics politics is a global thing i hear you james about you know not being able to whatever in most countries around the world when you work in a certain space sometimes depending with the, the level that you work at you can't afford to live up to the standard of the service that you provide and i'm not saying it's right i'm just pointing out that it's not a jamaica thing as it relates to corruption of government here jamaica is bad but guyana is no different and we're waiting on the shit show of that to start happening <laughs> So, I mean, and Guyana have dealt with corruption for years. And, I mean, outside of probably the continent of Africa, which other country have more resources than Guyana? Guyana have literally anything we could ask for in terms of natural resources. But yet, the people over there live in a good person. They live in abject poverty. Yeah. Bad. Mm -hmm. so, and, and I'm not using it to justify, you know, Jamaica situation. What I'm trying to do is to spread it to let you know that it's not a Jamaica thing. It's a global political thing where people look for money. They follow the money trail and not the livelihood of the people within the country. Thank you for that, Felicia. Thank you, Dre. Thank you, James. All right. Um, This one, Shelly Fraser Price. She's a beast on the tracks, let me tell you. World 100 champion Shelly Ann Fraser Price delighted the fans at the Wanda Diamond League meeting in Paris on Saturday with a 10.67 seconds victory to equal her world leading time. Did anyone see the race? Look it up. 
She left those people, according to us in Jamaica, donkey lens. Yeah, she left them behind. She was unchallenged at State Charlotte as she matched her time at the Kipkino Classic in Kenya last month. She also beat Jamaican countrywoman and two-time reigning Olympic champion Elaine thompson Heras meet record of 10.72 set last year. The time is only seven hundredths of the personal best she ran last year to put herself third on the all-time list. Go, Shelly and go! They still refer to her as Pocket Rocket or they have a different name for her by now. I never did like the name Pocket Rocket, but um, yeah, I don't know why. Every time I hear the name Pocket Rocket, I think of um, a sex toy. But anyway, let me keep it moving. Story out of Latin America, left-wing candidate and former guerrilla Gustavo Petro wins the Colombian presidential race. Gustavo Petro will become Colombia's first leftist leader after winning the country's presidential race on Sunday. The former guerrilla won by a slim margin with over 50% of the votes. And of course, he went up against 77-year-old entrepreneur Rodolfo Hernandez. In this historic win, his running mate Francia Marquez will now become the first Afro-Colombian to hold executive powers. Let's celebrate the first popular victory. May so many sufferings be cushioned in the joy that today floods the heart of the homeland. That's what he tweeted in celebration on Sunday night. Outgoing Colombian president Ivan Duque said he called Petro to congratulate him on his victory and that they had agreed to meet in the coming days to initiate a harmonious, institutional, and transparent transition. Okay. Let's see how those with him stepping up, being a former guerrilla, let's see if he will be able to address the guerrilla problems in Colombia. Let's see. I'm, I'm here. To, I'm going to watch that closely. Yeah, I think Colombia, one of the things with Colombia is that like all of their resources are sold out to like Europeans Um and it's, it's almost like slave labor with, with most of their resources that they have. Like they have, you know, some of the best coffees in the world. Um, when you look, who own all those coffee? You know, like Starbucks and all these other um, big companies. And, the, you know, the same thing, you know, like would happen with other countries, like the farmers, coffee farmers over there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that we're having a conversation one time and they were saying that a coffee farmer in Colombia that has some of the biggest farm in Colombia, would not be able to go to Starbucks to buy a, oh, a grande yes. latte or whatever. Yes, we <laughs> you know? did have that conversation. You're right. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so like they have resources, you know, and I know, you know, with, with, with weed and with all of these stuff, who are the people that are taking it over? You know, Europeans, you know, owning this cannabis store. So I, I don't know, but they, they have come a far away and they're doing much better than 20, 30 years ago. So you know, at least that's a, that's a sign of some good leadership. So, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. We're going we're gonna to keep our eye on Colombia. And I'm more interested because this man is a former guerrilla member. So, I want to see how it's going to play out. I really want to see, is there going to be an increase in the corruption? Or is it that because he knows the inner workings of the guerrilla system, that he's going to be able to clamp down on them? Let's see. 
All right, now it's time for us to take another quick music break. And after this, after we return, it is Believe It or Not, plus some entertainment news. Here's a little bit more soca for us as we celebrate Believe It Monday in Soka Style.
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments with Me Media. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments With Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And the me in all the handles, it's spelled M-I. If you are here on Clubhouse and you're not already doing so, go ahead and click on the greenhouse and follow the club. It is Move It Monday, and of course, we do it in Soka Styley. And now it is time for Believe It or Not Stories. Illinois father arrested, charged for allegedly drowning his three children. If I can't have them, neither can you. A father in Illinois has been arrested in connection to the murder of his three children, whom he allegedly drowned. He left a note that read, If I can't have them, neither can you. Jason Carrolls is 35 years old, and before murdering his three children, Bryant 5, Cassidy 3, and two-year-old Gideon, that was the note he left. Police found the note in the bodies of the children on Monday after going to Carell's Chicago home, located in the suburb of Round Lake Beach, the New York Post reports. The children's mother, Deborah Carell's, called authorities to have them perform a welfare check. Carroll was not home when the bodies were found. However, hours later, cops spotted him on the interstate he tried to take off in his car, leading police on a high-speed chase, but ended up getting in a crash, and police were then able to detain him. Once police had him in custody, he reportedly told police that he drowned the children one at a time in a bathtub. Corrells has been charged with three counts of first-degree murder, and he's being held on a $10 million bond. I don't know why they put up putting that there for him. A family member of Carell's says he suffers from mental illness but claims he never accepted psychiatric help. Deborah and Carell's had parted ways due to Carell's allegedly being physically abusive toward Deborah. However, Deborah tried to keep a healthy relationship with Carell's for their children. Why is he being held on bond? He doesn't need bond. That doesn't need to be made available to him. So I hope nobody pays that bond. He needs to sit there. And how malicious can you be in a custody battle? If you can't have them, if I can't have them, neither can you. And don't tell me about mental illness claims. This fa- the, the family member who's coming up now saying he suffers from mental illness. He is blatantly, this is what... Unfortunately, he's not the first one to have done something like this where they kill their children being malicious, saying that if I can't have them, you can't have them either. A woman arrested after spitting on a corpse during a funeral viewing. Oh my gosh. A woman in Texas has been arrested after she allegedly spat on a corpse during a funeral viewing. On June 5th, police arrested 51-year-old Lori Lynn Hines in connection to an incident that took place at a funeral viewing seven months ago. 
Hines reportedly came to a funeral viewing in Tyler, Texas, and instead of paying respects to the dead, she spat on their body, which was lying in an open casket. A woman in Texas has been arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what grievance she and the dead had that she felt that, you know something, me going there and spitting on her is going to give me some satisfaction. When I read the story, I thought about the TikTok memes you see going that were kind of popular. I don't know if they're still doing them, where people go up to you know, pretend to go up to their friend who is in the casket and having full-blown conversations with them. I think she had a grievance with this person, the deceased. But is that something you really lock somebody up for, though, seriously speaking? Maybe the person deserved it, too. Yeah. They didn't catch you when you're alive, so I'm going to catch you when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, they say, oh, my God, I'm so upset. I'm going to spit on the grave. She's just like, I'm not doing it on the grave. You're here, and this is my last chance. Here yeah. you go. I, I mean, I don't think it was necessary to arrest her. That, that's my thing. Uh, but others might look at it differently. So a Boston bus driver has been arrested, charged after allegedly eating THC-infused gummies and passing out behind the wheel. 38. He was transporting 38 people as a bus driver. Could it be that he didn't know they were THC-infused? A commercial bus driver named Jin Huan Chen is now facing 38 counts of first-degree reckless endangerment after he allegedly passed out after gobbling down some THC gummies while transporting 38 people. The incident took place three months ago when police were called to the side of I-95 in Stanford, Connecticut. When police arrived at the scene at around 3 p.m., Chen was knocked out unconscious before passing out. Chen reportedly had something to eat, according to one of the passengers. As he was getting closer to losing, to losing consciousness, he pulled over to the side of the road. At least he did the same thing. Police ended up finding a bag of smokes, edibles, cannabis-infused fruit chews next to Chen. No one was injured, and bus riders opted for a rideshare way to get home after the police came. After being taken to a hospital, THC was found in his bloodstream complex media reports. Chen said he didn't know the gummies had weed in them. He's now being held on a $25,000 bond, and he's set to appear in court on August 25th. Am I the only one saying... Uh, Jin Huan Chen, bus driver. Am I the only one saying that? Okay, I'm the only one. I'm sorry. What do you mean by that? Javet. <laughs> because Jin Huan Chen, typically you don't, you'd associate with a store or tech or nail shop or, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm being bad. <laughs> it's like certain names, you know, gas station. L let's be real. Gas station. Um, no moments, don't do it. Quit, moments quit while you're ahead. Okay, I'm <laughs> don't do it. Don't I'm, do getting, it. I'm getting myself in trouble. Okay, let me stop. Quit while you're ahead. Okay. No, you know something, Javette. Where are you from, Jamaica? Oh, so you don't, you do, um, nurse's aid? No. We get that. I've got that. Automatically, know, they think that because you're from Jamaica, you do nurses' aid. Or how many jobs you have? 
so let them think what they want to think. We don't have to act on it. But getting back to but getting back to the gummies, I've had um some gummies that are supposed to help with like anxiety. And on the package, it says that it doesn't have the THC or TCH or whatever. I was actually just testing them. So they do have some that supposedly has that part of it taken out of it. But the packaging is so strange that I had used it as a tester. But since then, I haven't been able to purchase it because when I go and look online, you'll still see that it may have some of it in there. Mm. So I don't want to, because I get, you know, because of what I'm doing, Yeah, I don't want to um, use it anymore. Yeah. So so it it, it is kind of weird. At least he pulled over. At least he pulled over. That's what I'm saying. Thank God, because it could have been worse, right? At least he pulled over. Ah, um, you know what I just realized? I don't know how stand-up comedians do it. Because you have to censor everything you say. You can't think it and speak it. Or can you? As a stand-up comedian. Can you think it and say it? Or you can't think it and say it nowadays? Nowadays you can't because you're going to get slapped. Oh my gosh. <sighs> okay. I'm going to behave myself to that. I'm really going to try. It's Monday. I just think it's the platform that you're on yeah, that I, you have to be so very careful. conscious of what you're saying. Yeah, I have to be so careful. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I mean, nothing offensive, but don't get me wrong, right? Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Please forgive me. Okay, let me keep it moving. So a California, oh Lord help me with this one, a California man arrested for hiding camera in bathroom during a graduation party. A California man is facing charges after a GoPro camera was found hidden in a bathroom at a high school graduation party. Charles G. G. Correll, 44, was arrested and charged with peeping on Thursday. His bail was set at $15,000. According to a press release from the Petaluma Police Department, the incident occurred on Wednesday at a home that was celebrating the graduation of a 17-year-old student. Officers were called to a home after someone found the GoPro hidden in a litter box inside the bathroom. The camera has been recording or had been recording for about 30 minutes before it was discovered. Why do you people have to pee? Why don't they just go buy porn or, or rent porn or just... They're free porn website. Why do they have, feel the need to be a peeping Tom in restrooms? Why go through that trouble of getting yourself in legal problems? Why not just go watch porn? What, what, what's the issue? Is it that this is more, um, what's the term? You see, I'm giving too much trouble today that I can't even remember my words right now. That's what they get off on. Everyone has a fetish, and that's their fetish. Not everyone. Some people have a fetish. That's their fetish. So, you're right. You said it right. We all have a fetish. Some people have a shoe fetish where they can't stop buying shoes. Some it's a bag. Some it's traveling. But this right here, you can get off on watching people use the bathroom on porn. Go do that, please. Please. 
leave the restrooms alone and this is in a private home you going someone you go into someone's home and install the camera in their home that's sick people will show it to you for free you don't have to go through all of that um so wendy williams's ex-husband kevin hunter slams producers for not involving wendy in the talk show's final episode and we are now in the entertainment news segment yes yeah, so friday wrapped the final episode of the wendy williams show not including a goodbye from wendy williams and her ex-husband kevin hunter had some thoughts about the finale in a statement to entertainment tonight i feel like it is a travesty on the part of debmar mercury to have such an unceremonious departure without Wendy being involved. Hunter, who is 50, shares his son Kevin Hunter Jr. with Wendy Williams, who is 57, and was fired as an executive producer one week after she filed for divorce in 2019. He says, I know the blood, sweat, and tears that went into making the show a success, and I am not happy with the way the show is going out on a personal level. And I'm truly sorry that the show's fans have to see go down the way that it is. Yeah. She should have been included in all seriousness. She should have been involved at some to some degree. She made the show a success. She really did. She was committed. She put in the work. No matter how we want to feel about her on a personal level, we have to look at it from a business standpoint. She made the show. But you see, that is what happens when you don't have full control over your business. When you give others access to your business or when others, quote unquote, own your business. This is what happens. Yeah. Kevin Hart launches plant-based fast food restaurant, Hart House. Kevin Hart will soon add restaurateur to his resume with the opening of his new plant-based fast food eatery. The fatherhood star has been nurturing this idea since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic and will finally bring his vision to life with the opening of Hart House. The entire menu will consist of only plant-based burgers, nuggets, fries, chicken sandwiches, milkshakes, salads, and more. All food offerings will be free of hormones, artificial colors, preservatives, and high fructose corn syrup made within minutes. Shooting down the notion that plant-based meals are more strenuous and costly to produce. You go, Kevin. Hard House CEO Andy Hooper says that perfecting the menu has been two years in the making. He hopes to present delicious options that just happen to be plant-based, appealing to people of all diets. Kevin Hart himself took to Instagram to gloat over his latest business venture, hoping to get his fans excited about healthier eating. We're going to be serving delicious, sustainable food that delivers can't-believe-it flavor in every bite. So who says that fast food can't be affordable? That's what they want us to think, right? And that's how they price the, the produce in the supermarkets too. So that we will be more inclined to take up everything that has in preservatives and additives and colors and things you can't even pronounce on the labels. You go, Kevin. 
and I hope others will follow suit. So Kesha, the singer, opens up about exploring her sexuality. She says, I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I just don't know what I am. And that's okay, Kesha. There are many people who are just like you, so do not feel bad about it. We're still rocking through Pride Month, and as people continue to celebrate, some are also finding the opportunity to express their true selves and identity. This Thursday past, Kesha shared that she is exploring her own sexuality. In case I haven't been straightforward enough, LOL, I just wanted to take a sec to tell everyone that you are not only enough, just as you are, but the world is so lucky to have you. I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I don't know what I am. I love people. I love people because we are all our own little consciousness journeys dancing around the sun. How weird and interesting and fun this life is, right? I refuse to be anything, really, except for open to it all. I know it can be confusing sometimes, but you are so seen and loved. Okay. Now this one, I hope I can get through this one pretty quickly before it's time to go. Jennifer Lopez reflects on childhood and super complicated mother. Says mother used to beat the crap out of her growing up. I think all of us from the Caribbean can attest to this one. We sure got our asses whooped. Jennifer Lopez opened up about her upbringing in her latest documentary, Half Time. Lopez shares some things about her childhood and her strained relationship with her mother, Guadalupe Lupe Rodriguez. Lopez says her mother was a tough woman who used to beat the crap out of her and her siblings. She did what she had to do to survive, and it made her strong, but it also made her tough, Lopez said. Rodriguez also spoke about her parenting styles. She revealed that she and Lopez would constantly argue about her education. Rodriguez said she insisted Lopez focus on school so she would not have to rely on men. I was far from the perfect mother, she says. The one thing I can always say, everything I did, I did with their best interest at heart. I always had the highest expectations of them. It wasn't to be critical. It was only to show you that you could do better. And Jennifer, she gave me the hardest time to tell you the truth. We butted heads a lot. The documentary made its debut on June 8th at the Tribeca Film Festival. Shortly afterward, the film became available on Netflix on June 14th. Yeah. Um, the documentary also gives viewers a closer look behind the scenes at Lopez's determination to achieve icon status. I tell you something about coming out of a Caribbean, Latin, or African household. Um... Something different is planted in you. Something different is instilled in you. We may not have agreed with the style of parenting that our parents chose, but it creates a different drive within us, most of us. Um, for some of us, it made us challenge ourselves. For some of us, it made us strive for more expecting more of ourselves and for some of us it took us a while to realize that what they really wanted was their good was good for us and then we have another group where these parents you know may the lord forgive them who just downright were abusive 
straight up abusive period but let us talk about the other three a lot of us have a drive within us that it's because of our parents or grandparents or those who raised us we look at things differently we view things differently a lot of times we look at how children behave now in the u.s and we're like oh my gosh who raised these people not realizing that our outlook is stemming from the way we were raised and the values that were instilled with them that were instilled in us rather i got my ass tore up a lot i will say and i look back and i'm like and i said to my mom i'm like what the heck were you beating me for it wasn't necessary right but um it makes me think twice because i still feel them licks in my back i still feeling them but it does make you think twice about doing certain things. And let us look at the, as the simple thing, and I'm going to wrap up, the simple thing of courtesy. Common pleasantries. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. And using the person's name attached to it. Yeah. So, and I want to say this, Lopez, I strongly believe her discipline her style of discipline somehow made you who you are today in the sense that you are determined to succeed so there is the good and there there's the bad to it right we don't like it but look at what you are now you have achieved icon status despite what others may have said We don't always like the medicine, but in some cases, it's really not necessary, but in some, it's the best thing for us. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say a big thank you for tuning in to Coffee Intel. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Thank you to all our listeners on JanoRadio.com and QMZRadio.com. Coming up later on this afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, DJ Naturalist presents Naturalist Live on QMZRadio.com and on Clubhouse in the QMZ Radio Club. And then at 10 o'clock tonight, it is Days After Dark, What Women Want or Need versus What Men Want or Need. And that should be an interesting one as we explore the things that men have discovered. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Whatever you do, wherever you go, please be safe. And thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. Take care of yourselves. Be good.